I've tried a variety of different podcasting outlets. And the one thing that's always bothered me is the fact that I have to pay a monthly fee to do something that I love to do. And that's talk to the audience. But with Anchor, they make it simple and make it easy for you to do a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, and the most important thing right out of the shoot, it's free. F-R-E-E. Free. Wow. You can't beat free in this day of age. You can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you're sitting there and you have a thought, you're on the couch, you're in the bathroom, you're at work, just whip out your phone, download the Anchor app on your phone, hit the record button, you can be done, edit, and bam, you're set. It'll go to, if you have a Spotify account, Apple Podcast, and many, many more. And you know what the cool thing is? Another thing, cool thing, I know there's so many cool things here. You can make money from your podcast. It doesn't matter how many people listen, you can make money. For your one-stop shop, go to Anchor right now. Download the free, yes, once again, you keep hearing this word, everyone. Free, F-R-E-E, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Stevie Milhausen here. Up to the left, one of my best friends, and for the last, God, what, 05? 05, what's that, 15 years or so? 15 05, years. 06, somewhere in there. One of my great friends, guy I lived with for a short amount of time with a dog, with good old Comiskey, stepdaddy Mike. He's the best love you ever had. <laughs> the dog, the dog. <laughs> How did you caught me that night with the Vaseline, man? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd like to say you caught me, but it was smooth. It's all good. Yeah, we both did not end up sore the next, the following morning. Oh, so Jesus. Fun. Okay. We've already <laughs> gone. It's already gone south. <laughs> we don't have a name for this podcast yet. We want to do just a pilot, want to do a test run, make sure, even though we're friends, want to make sure we do like, make sure we do have great chemistry talking for more than 10, 15 minutes at a time. And we may have different views. So this is definitely going to be fun to do. And we don't have a name. It's going to kind of be, like I was telling Mike, I think more like of a Joe Rogan variety podcast. We're going to talk what? sports and entertainment and yep. mixture of politics here. All that there. stuff. Just like Joe. When I shave my head, I actually, they, they say I look like Joe, but my hair is long now because we can't leave the house. Wait a minute. So you, inside. Why don't you just shave your head? I'm growing it out know. for the COVID. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, now you gotta take the head off. I know it's not ready. You can see a little bit, little bit of hair, a little bit of hair coming out. It's getting there. It'll be there, but I mean, we're not getting out of this for a year and a half, so <laughs> I'll look like Jesus. I do shave the gray beard. Now, how long have you had the gray hair for? Is that just from having three kids, or what is gray, that just what gray hair? What gray hair? The gray in your beard. Is that oh, like just? Oh, that's highlights. Oh, highlights. Yeah, I, I dye it. Put a little highlights in there. A little. You know, that's what happened. They say it's uh, salt and pepper. Look, the girls like that. I was going to ask, do women like that or do women prefer if you, if you highlight it a little bit? If the you men like it. Them. The boys like it. So what's the, I guess it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> How do you get the gray hair? Is that from, I keep hearing from children. It's just age. Women. It literally, uh, you know, just how you get older, the hair goes gray. You got gray? How old are you? No, I have no gray. Hell no. 
39 years old. Oh, it'll come. No. Give it time. But our mutual friend of ours, Ron Ditzler, is 38 years old and has had gray hair gray since. as hell. He's had gray hair since we were like, he was like 33. What are you talking My about? My cousin Jake is gray too. He's a silver fox and he's four years younger than me. He's been gray forever too. But he's real, like he's white, like white hair. That's see, like uh, Ric Flair almost. <laughs> but see, but no. Woo! But Ric Flair had like has the beach blonde. That's I yeah. don't associate Rick with, with the silver fox. I mean, he's almost like, but that light, like where it stands out, you know. I'm talking. It's not like it's all gray, like straight head of gray. <laughs> Just looks like it's almost on purpose. When it happened, it was like shocking. I was like, "What the hell, bro? You all right?" Because <laughs> no, usually, when you get, you always hear like the thing of like you get married. And then you have children, and <laughs> this is gonna be great. And yeah. they cause they cause all that. It's the always the thing well, I keep hearing. You don't have it, so that kind of no. kind of uh, defeats that argument. You know, because I've been with my wife man, too man, long, eleven way too long. <laughs> Absolutely, I just too long. It's always when you fight, you always say way too long. Well, no, I think we're on. <clears throat> It's like over 11 and a half together and like almost five and a half married. Wow. And you've got no grace. You must treat you right. That's a good thing. Uh, depends on the So, so depends on, well, you know, I got laid off. I got laid off from sporting news and the zone and she's been, she's been pretty good about it. Oh yeah, man. man. That's tough. Is that because of uh, what's going on in, in the, with the virus and just no sports going on or what'd you what's the reason? It was the reason we were given and I know because like with the zone is like we and you know this it's like we're all we're streaming we're the global streaming leader we've got like over eight million subscribers all around the world and right but in the United States and in Canada we're Canada they actually have the NFL packet and it's like the NFL Sunday ticket it's like the direct TV of of Canada where they have like exclusive rights to the NFL and then here in the United States it's all boxing and mma and then they air like so i don't know how big you are into darts but they air like i guess there's like a world dart league it's actually quite fascinating i like well, when I, when i used to i'll tell you about darts and me I, I used to be a bouncer at a bar and uh i'll tell you one of my pastimes was just watching the guys play darts it was uh intriguing <laughs> it's when i learned about cricket i didn't know what cricket was it took me a while of watching to figure it out but these they you know you get the axe and the circle in there yeah. and hit and I was like oh and then they have dirty cricket I learned about that and yeah that's my that's my experience with with darts so I guess this will take the place of your job I mean we'll probably get I would imagine we're gonna get rich off of this new uh podcast here with no name <laughs> well, I, we will have until, to by the next one how long until we're rich is what I want to know I'm not, I'm not doing this unless we're getting rich I then I don't know we will have to figure that out but I'm going to call Joe Rogan <laughs> see if he wants to come on. So maybe Joe he'll get awesome. on next week. And then we'll be, then we'll be. I can week. text Joe and see if Joe would be willing. To, but I don't <laughs> want to talk to me now since I'm laid off. I don't know. If he'll, uh, but the cool part is I get paid. I, have a, I get paid still. I get one more check, but they're going to give me the check. I'm supposed to get it this, at the end of this week. So, and then, <laughs> but they say it is because of COVID, you know, because there's no yeah. boxing. There's no mixed martial arts. There isn't no sports in general. Yeah, tough going to cover, on right now. So tough it's, to cover sports when there's no sports going on. Like the thing is, there's been news. I mean, you were talking about this when we did a group chat on uh, Saturday. 
Yeah. There's plenty of sport. There's plenty of going on. It's just the mm. fact of there's no fights. That's how me and you have watched fights in the past. We watch, you know, me and you've been watching fights together forever. And, you know, that's how you get a lot. These companies get a lot of watch fights, get a lot of their coverage. You get their coverage on fight night. Yeah. Based off the interviews from the week leading into the night of the fight, night of the fights and no fights, less web traffic means less advertising, especially because we're a streaming service. It's more subscriber based, you know, and it's, they have now a news traffic site and then they know we're, you know, we own sporting news. And so we okay. write stuff for that. And so it's like, we're feeding a couple different monsters, but when traffic's down, it's because yeah. there's less content, which means you don't need, we got three full-time combat guys on staff when they caught two of us and they kept their editor, which fair enough. I, I get it. So, right. you know, I'm going to chill. I'm going to do some podcasting and it's going to be fun for a few. Here we go. That's it. <laughs> You know, we're on our way to, to Joe Rogan-esque fame. God, it's amazing of like what he does for like this insane like amount of money. I'm so jealous. I want him to get Donald Trump on his podcast. Why? That'd be amazing. He had Bernie. Did you hear that one? I did. He had Bernie. Was- He's had a lot of, a lot of uh, political figures. I think just the, the ability to, to listen to someone in a full-form conversation without sound bites is an amazing thing. See, what he does is he relates to everybody because it's mm-hmm. not like everyone's like, oh, you, why does he have a podcast? He's just going to talk fights. And he, he'll have fighters on. But like you said, he's got politicians on. He's got variety of different people on. And that's what – that's like when me and you were talking when we were talking Saturday about it and I was kind of racking my brain. And I'm like, man, I think a variety – everyone hears a sports podcast. Okay, yeah, what's going to – but what's going to make you special if you do a sports right. podcast? What's going to set you apart? And then if you could – anyone can do – you know, like politics. And, but it's like, if you want a, a mixture, no one really does a mixture of everything. Yeah. And like, Joe definitely, Joe definitely does. And I think it's a good, uh, you know, it's important to kind of be well-rounded, you know, be well-versed in different topics and just always have an interest in just different things and different ideas and how people think. And Hey, you know, here, here, we had a little plan on what we're going to talk about. We've got into none of those things at this point around Joe Rogan and Donald Trump which who doesn't, I mean, who, who doesn't talk about, if we were famous, all you do is name drop Trump and you're like on the news. Do you, I wouldn't be on the news. Like Mike Emanuelson said this about Trump. No one would care. They would, they would not care. Since you brought up Trump, did you, do you have disinfectant? Have you put it in your (laughs) mouth yet? I snorted Ajax like straight. I did two lines. Um, I saw that on your snap. (laughs) I did. I did a line of. I did a line of Ajax. It hurt. It burned. Um, I was irritated for a day. But you know, here's the thing: with the the media today, it's like you don't know what's fake and not fake. So if the media says don't do this, I think I should do it. I I kind of take the opposite approach because they're usually lying. In this case, I still don't know. My nose hurts a little, but hey. I'm not dead. I'm still alive. So now don't anyone snort Ajax. I don't want any, any of you of of the 17 listeners to be snorting the Ajax right now. I see. I was wondering what you were doing. I wasn't sure if you were really snorting Coke (laughs) or it was like pixie sticks. I think every kid snorted pixie sticks when he was, I I know I did. (laughs) Pixie sticks. Oh, come on. You never like, dumped it out like I put it in, i ate it steve i didn't put it in my nose 
Oh, God, now, I, did, I, I will say this. There was a time I was very hard for me to call off of work. So I needed to sound sick. So I remember snorting some pepper before <laughs> I'd call off of work so that I would sound like I was actually stuffed up. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to fake it. So I figured it a little closer to the truth. I sound all congested with the pepper. Eyes are watering, noses are, oh, I got a cold, I don't feel good. And then that worked for me. Now, what does that, now see, I've never tried to, how does that feel when you snort pepper? Like, uh, you got to sneeze? <laughs> it's no, I really don't know. It's been a long time. But basically, just like your nose is irritated, you got to sneeze. Like, think of something's in your nose. That's what snorting pepper is like. Oh. It's not as good as Ajax. On it's not as good as Ajax, but it's close. Now, what was this like when you're, did you just snort down? Did you use a straw? Did you use a little roll? pepper? No, for the Ajax. Ajax? I, I rolled up a $100 bill. What do you think? I'm a baller. <laughs> you, you know, you roll up the hundo, snort a couple lines of Ajax, clean out your, your system, cleans out the COVID. The media doesn't want you to know that actually works. You could actually snort Ajax and you're immune to the COVID. See, my... Lynn said that. Ask Lynn. She's a nurse. See, Lynn tried to tell me this shenanigans. I don't know if you told you it was Comet. I know. It's Ajax. The hot coffee. She tried to tell me that if you, when you pour, when you make your coffee or wherever you get your coffee, whether you make it at home or make your Dunkin' Donuts or you go to Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, wherever, and you Mm -hmm. like inhale the fumes of the hotness of the coffee. So she like read this. It. What, she really didn't believe is, it. But she was like, she's like, the, really? so let me, let's get this straight now, just so we know. Because from what I've been reading on social media, if your wife is a nurse, mm-hmm. this is, this is now truth. This is basically like the 10, one of the 10 commandments now, because your wife, who's a nurse said this. So if you inhale <laughs> coffee fumes, to make you it helps you out. Apparently you heard it here, guys. You heard it on the show. The show without a name. You want to know how to <laughs> not be show sick with no COVID. name. That's the title. That is the title. The, <laughs> the show, show without a name. You want it? Steve's wife is a nurse. Inhale the coffee fumes. You can't get the COVID. Can't get the COVID, baby. If and if you do get it, snort some Ajax. It goes away. <laughs> and you see, like you know, parallel back in the sports a little bit of what COVID nineteen's done. It's it's shut down everything. You know, mm-hmm. NBA got NBA had to postpone. postpone they were the first. They were first. Rudy Gobert got COVID nineteen, got uh, COVID nineteen, and then Donovan yep. Mitchell, and it kind of just guys from the Nets, the Lakers, and it kind of just paralleled. And then you look at they just did a virtual NFL draft, which I got to admit, seeing a couple of days of Roger Goodell really pissed me off. <laughs> it was kind of annoying after the second day. I'm like, okay, you can get off my TV. Mm-hmm. And then you, you go NHL, and they have no right now. They're looking like they're not coming back till June. MLB postponed their beginning of their season. And then, you know, you got college football owners, you know, you hear last week that they're talking about starting the season in January and then having not the, having the title game like in April. And then you're hearing now today I was reading that these major universities want to get back. They want to get back in August. Let's get yeah. this season going and let's get roaring. You're, yeah, a big, you're, a, you're a big high school guy. You're a big football guy. You've high school high football, football, yep. What do you make of football come, wanting to come back this soon? I like you had this soon. I don't think it's that soon um, personally for football players. And my, here's was my thought on this, especially college football. We need to isolate people. 
Right. And my thought is what better way to isolate people than to isolate some of the most healthiest groups among each other. Right. So if you're on a college, major college football program, you're basically, you basically can be isolated for the entire season practically among your teammates and among some of your college peers. Correct. Yeah. So my thought is these guys aren't going to be with older people. They're isolated. They're healthy. Is there a chance that they get sick? There is, but how it's going to affect that group is going to be so much different than if that group is just out with the general population. In other words, if you're a 20 year old athlete, can you get sick? Of course you can get sick. This is, this is non, you know, negotiable. You can get sick as a 20 year old athlete, but if you're a 20 year old athlete at a, at a college at, let's just say Alabama, you're not going to be at home with your 80 year old grandma. You're not going to be at home with your uncle who, who might have asthma. You're going to be isolated among your other athletic peers. And so I think that's a great way to kind of, I mean, really reintroduce people. If I were to pick a group of, of people to go first, of open up, it'd be the athletes. I'd be like, athletes first. Let's let, it, let's let them get it. And keep them quarantined during that time, too. Like, you can actually literally, you're still on quarantine. You're just playing football and going, and going to class. You know what I mean? Like, but you're still, you're not going – uh, to the bars. You're not going to, you know, your family reunion party. You're still kind of isolated in your own thing. And let's just see how that group handles the sickness without risking getting anybody else sick. I'm so torn on just covering sports for a living. I'm like, so like, I agree with your point 100%. And then, but then I'll hear someone say, well, you know, what about health and safety? And that's kind of where I've been on this situation. And right. I agree with you. Like, I think athletes should be the first ones back. If like, if you're really going to look at this, just because like for what you said, because you look at a regular job, like you're a school teacher, mm-hmm. you got to be around, you know, different teachers and, you know, different, you know, whether it's custodial staff, lunch staff, right. then you got kids and you can't keep kids and classrooms aren't, unless you're going to hold every class in a gym, yeah, every class in a cafeteria. It's going to be extremely difficult to keep your social distancing. But here's the issue with the kids part of it. I don't, for me, it's, I don't think it's the risk of the kids. It's the risk of the kids that are going to bring it back to grandma. Yeah. It's the risk of the kids are going to bring it back to uncle. And where the difference is, if we go back to college athletes, they're not bringing it back because you're in football season and, and you know, as following sports, when you're in that season, you're in football season, that's all you're doing. You're not your your group is that 100 man team and plus all the staff, which are generally younger, you know, more active, physically healthy people. You know, you talk about the health and safety. Are you going to see illnesses? Of course you will. But are you better off seeing illnesses on a college campus with your professional medical staff there? You're going to have doctors, team doctors are able to test and get things quicker. Or are you better off being at home sequestered? without those resources. And if you think about college football athletes, you know, a lot of, a lot of the athletes, they're coming from sometimes homes that aren't, you know, the best equipped to take care of sick people. And oftentimes there's going to be, you know, your, the exposure you're going to get just back at home. And as we're, what are we hearing now? We're hearing how certain communities are affected um, more so, especially communities of color. And you're talking about, well, they're going to be isolated in these communities that have a higher incidence of COVID-19, 
why not remove them out of there, out of those higher instance communities in areas that have the funding and the money and the attention to actually, you could pay attention and focus and really also ideally learn from these, these groups that we can kind of seclude and see what is going to happen with our healthy young people. You know, are, are they guinea pigs? I wouldn't say that. I think they're probably in a better situation. I would think if, even as if me or you, would, are we better off sitting at home? Or are we better off being around people that have our interest in mind and, and doctors and medical staff that can always be kind of taking care of us? You know, like I'm pretty blessed in the aspect, like, you know, you brought it up earlier, my wife's a nurse and it's, I can go off what she says and I can be mm -hmm. like, Hey, what do you think? And she, it's like, yeah, we need to keep, we should follow the guidelines, but it's like, why are we still sequestered in our homes? Like, right. You know, it's kind of like everyone's torn, even like the medical professionals and like, we're, we'll sit and talk about it. It's like one day, yeah, we should be at home. We should be making sure that no one is, getting sick you know because we do have two young younger children and but like you said you look at it, it's mainly older people right my mom's older my mom's in her 60s her parents and her parents are in their 60s and 70s so it's like kind of gotta it's a fine line you really have to walk here and then you look at like your field and you look at you look at athletics and i don't know when the right time is maybe yeah. it is august i maybe it's january maybe it's and it'd be nice. Next August. I, I don't know. Here's the thing. And the, the problem is, is that we're trying to find when is the right time for everybody. Yeah. Well, there's no answer for that. I mean, there's no, there's not going to be an answer for when is the right time for everybody to go back because for some people, there might not ever be a good time. They might always be at risk. And sometimes some people are in situations. Let's think of someone that's in a nursing home who might have 24 seven care. That person is always at risk of health issues. Now let's just say, your family's issue. You guys are both under 40. You have young kids. You're in the lowest risk group of everybody. Yeah. Because of that, you should be kind of free, free to go. Like you should kind of be free and realize, yeah, Hey, let's take our precautions, wash your hands, keep things clean. You know, if you're out in public, you could wear your mask if that makes you more comfortable, but you should generally be free to live your life with the understanding. If you have other family members that are older and, and you know, immune compromised, you might want to limit some of your exposure to that group. Now, on the other hand, let's just say you got to look at another family. Maybe they have a grandma at home or someone at home that's sick and ill. That family, you might have to say, hey, guys, we need to kind of stay socially isolated. It's not okay to go play at the park because the risk, if you bring the disease back to this household, someone could, there's a bigger likelihood of, of death. And the, I think the issue really is trying to have a one size fits all policy for 300 million plus Americans. You know what I mean? No. And that's the thing and you you're spot on in this assessment because it's like, you don't know, like there's, mm -hmm. like you said, we're in the lower risk. We're both under 40. Our children are young, you know, they're th three and a half and one's almost 11. The youngest is almost 11 months. So it's, they, they're, they should be fine. Right. You know, we were, and I know it's corn. Like, I, I don't know how people feel about masks, but like when we wear our masks, like I'll, I never thought I would have to wear a mask to go pick up Dunkin' Donuts because my son has his, his Ethan has his fascination with Dunkin' Donuts. And, <laughs> right. Or if I'm going, like I went to pick up pizza the other, no, I went like, pick, I forget where I went the other day to pick up some food. 
and people had to sign it outside the restaurant in Tinley. You know, starting May first, we don't have your mask on. We're not gonna, we're not going to allow you to come in. You know, yeah. every every place is different, and like I think, like I think I agree. No, I do agree too. That athletics has to be first, because so I think that's going to make people feel better. A because mm-hmm. we're all stuck at home. Everyone wants to see sports. It has to be right. done the right way, though. I'm 110 behind it being done the right way. If that doesn't happen until the end of August in college football, I'm down with that. Long as it's safe, it's done the right way. I'm down to seeing football. I'm tired of watching old boxing fights and stuff like that on ESPN. Like the draft was cool to see because it was, and the ratings were great. You know, so you got to look at it that way too. The ratings were good. People were interested. Everyone loves football. And considering everyone's home, what are you going to watch on TV? People are tired of watching the news. People are tired of watching TV reruns. You do have the yeah, last dance. <laughs> you have the last dance. Oh, my God. What did you make of episode three, three both episodes last night? I, was, uh, I watched it late because I brought my – I always want to make sure I get my kids to bed first, and then I, I TVR and I'll watch. Unbelievable. I went through four beers in two episodes. Oh, great. yeah? Oh, it was great. I just, I, I, I just love it. I love reliving those times. You know, and to have been a Bulls fan during that period, it's, I was thinking how blessed I am that I was able to experience those games and remember some of the feelings of those games. Remember the anxiety that Pippen might not be coming back. Remembering the excitement of, of Dennis Rodman and kind of always being on edge. You know, as a Bulls fan back then, you're always on edge. Like, you didn't know how Rodman was going to react. Like, if you're watching a game live, You'd be like, and, and you'd see him getting worked up. You'd be like, uh oh. <laughs> you don't know if, like, if he's going to kick a photographer or he's going to, like, leap into the stands or he's going to headbutt a referee. It was, it was like the, it was the wild, and we saw it in the episode. It's the wild, wild west when it comes to Rodman. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine Rodman in today's era of social media? Oh, my God. We, I know as a journalist, it would be fantastic. The story, the stories would write itself. It'd be twenty four seven, though. I don't know that they could handle. I don't know that the Bulls. I mean, think of you know you're going through a championship season at that time. You're trying to win three in a row. The nonstop media coverage that would be taking place on social media from Jerry Krause, from Scottie Pippen leaving, from to Dennis Rodman to Jordan and his gambling. I I don't even. I mean, that added pressure has to be a lot. You know, you got to look at it as you – know, you were talking about, like, the memories. And I remember when they were showing the 89 conference finals with Detroit. I remember when Jordan does, like, the 360 behind-the-back layup over Lambeer. Lambeer, yeah. And I'm like, I rewound that four times because I remember that so vividly. And you think of, like, when that was in 89. That wasn't done in 1989. Yeah. That was – Godly, it was unheard of. And and then switching of the hands in game two of the finals against the Lakers. Lakers. And it's like, that wasn't done. And so it's like, <laughs> you remember, like you said, you're all these things and you remember all the drama and the chaos. And I find it fascinating. They told Rodman to be gone for 48 hours. Right. That was gone a great for four story. days. That was a great story. Just how they have a meeting and, and he needs a vacation to Vegas. I'm like, wow. I mean, he just, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like that would not fly today. Like they would, the media would, I don't know if, I think the media pressure of those kind of moments 
that you could hide a little bit back then, you wouldn't be able to do it just from a national media perspective, just from a Twitter perspective. From Could you imagine Twitter in, in 98 when Rodman's in Vegas? Oh, my God. It would have been – because you just look at it how it is for athletes now. And just like in the – like, and I remember I asked – and this was even like 2000, I think it was 16 – Right when Conor McGregor was like getting to his peak mm-hmm. at that time, and I just asked him, "How do you how do you handle this? How do you handle everything?" Because there was it was about fifteen deep of reporters, and I'm like, "He's like, I wish I would have been in that." And he brought up Jordan. He's like, "I would have loved to be back in the '90s, right. in the early 2000s." Because he's like, "That was stuff." Jordan and those guys didn't have to deal with Yeah, you hit the throng of reporters, but after that, you can just go and hang out with your buddies and you don't have yeah. to worry about people stamping pictures and putting it on social media and shooting little videos and so on and so forth. Rodman would have had so many videos of him gambling in Vegas. <laughs> that's that's all it would have been. And the ability to find people too. Think about that. Like in the nineties, for you to find someone, you kind of had to be there. Right? Like you'd have to see Rodman in this casino and take a couple pictures and get them developed later on or whatever. Today, if Rodman is at whatever the Hard Rock Casino, you're going to be they're going to be on their phones and that place is going to be swarmed almost instantaneously. It's going to happen that fast. You're going to have media there, millions of fans there. So that ability to get away even for a moment in the '90s was was practically gone. But man, today it'd be it'd be impossible for Rodman to get to get to Vegas for 48 hours. And you look at just the fact they let him go. What? And that just shows, like, the type of coach Phil Jackson is. Because Phil understood. Phil understood that temperament. You know, I don't think – Greg Popovich tried. He couldn't – that didn't work with him. It it got to the point with Chuck Daly, where Chuck Daly got tired of the air. It it takes a certain guy to deal with, especially with the mental issues Dennis Rodman had. And he still – and he admits to this day he still has. And it's hard – it takes a special person that shows how special Phil Jackson was. The fact that you already knew what you had in Michael, you were going all through those issues with Scotty and him not having the surgery until beginning of the season, just to stick it to Jerry Krause. And yeah. And then you got to deal with Rodman saying, I need 40. As soon as Pippa came back, he's like, I need 48 hours. Need a break. How much time will you give me? I need a break. They tell him two days. Takes Jordan to knock on his door and after he's having sex with Carmen Electra and said, <laughs> I like what she said. And I, I wouldn't, I, if I'm Rodman, I mean, Carmen was pretty hot. Still, you gotta admit, still, she looked good in the show last night. 48 years old. She's 48. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Can we look like, can what we was your best? Like, so let me ask you this. I'll tell you mine. What was your best, the best story, the story that kind of surprised you the most? or that might've had the biggest impact from last night's episode. And it had to be the thing with Rodman, just because like you knew the stuff with the hatred for the Pistons. It was, it was like, okay, we, Michael's always made the clear the disdain he's had for Isaiah Thomas. And Michael's a very stubborn guy. And that's just, you can just see that you don't have to know him to figure that out. You can just, mm-hmm. you know, just watch it in his interviews. But it was the fact that, he he needed a vacation. He needed a siesta and said, see you later. I got <laughs> I need to get out of here for a couple of days. And yeah. right in the middle of the season. I could understand, okay, it's the all-star break. You don't get selected to the game. You need to go to Vegas. Yeah, go. Right. It was like 
a couple weeks before the all-star break. It's like, why couldn't it was the fact he couldn't wait three weeks. Like, <laughs> not go. It's like You gotta go, you gotta go. The fans are cheering, he revs off security's in front of him. He revs off in the motorcycle, revs off into the night, calls Carmen Electra and says, Hey honey, we're going to Vegas. Let's go. And it's like what W was like, what the fuck are we seeing here? It, it was just that was the one thing that just blew my mind. Cause I knew a lot of that other stuff. That was one thing that was just like, yeah, shit. I'll tell you my, my story that that was really amazing to me. And I think it, it literally is something that could change the entire future of the Jordan story. And it was the, the one where they're playing the Cavs and talking about that last game winning shot that Michael, everyone's seen it. Michael took over Craig Elo. I mean, everyone knows that shot over Elo and he jumps up in the air and is like, you know, whatever. But talking to Ron Harper about how Ron Harper was, let me guard him. And Michael even said, like, he's glad they put Craig Elo on him instead of Harper because Harper was doing a good job guarding him. Yeah. So if Harper guards Michael there and Michael doesn't hit that game-winning shot, that iconic shot that kind of set the tone for the Bulls and his career, you know, something like that could kind of change – the belief in yourself, you know, your self-confidence, you know, I think that shot just changes, puts Michael Jordan on such a trajectory that if you put Harper on him and he misses that shot, could change a lot of things. Cause if he misses that shot, they don't go play. They don't go play the Pistons that year. No. Then they, they might not be, they might not have that dedication to weight room that year because they didn't have to get through the Pistons. I think sometimes that little thing, that little difference of that coach going, Craig, Elo, you got Jordan. And Harper's like, F this. <laughs> Did you hear him say that? He was pissed. You know, like, what the killer part about that is, Lenny Wilkins was the – Lenny Wilkins, one of the best coaches in the history of the NBA. The fact that Lenny Wilkins – NBA championship coach. Mm-hmm. He didn't – and it still boggled my mind. And, I'm, and you could see it in Harper. And I thought about that, what you said, for a second. When I was watching it last night, I'm like, why the hell wasn't Harper on? Jordan yeah. was lighting up Harper. He was lighting up Elo. He was lighting up Price. So it was like – but Harper, Harper's always been known as a great defender. That's why and he's Jordan big. He's the same size as Jordan, too. Harper's a 6'6". You know, he's 6'6", 6'5", a long, athletic. He was great, great player for the Bulls. You know, it's a thing of where, like you said, where, where do they go? Like, what if – they, what if they don't win that series? Like you said, that's a, such a fantastic point because it's if they don't win that series, are we talking about? Are we even having the episode? Are we right. having this docu docu series? That's a great Probably question. Not. That's a, I mean that's a, and it's that's for a real question because again it, that that shot puts so many things in the motion. They play the Pistons the next series and go to what game seven, game six? No, they played, the Pistons. They played the Knicks first. They plowed the Knicks they made they made no after after the Cavs it was the Cavs the Knicks and then they faced Detroit in the conference finals okay so but if they don't get past the Cavs because that was game seven versus the Cavs game five no game five but a final it was three it was a five game series yeah that's a final game versus the Cavs so they don't end up making even to the conference finals that year and that just changes your entire mindset of the team what if you're if you're going to that offseason when you go to the Eastern Conference Finals, however, and you get beat in a game seven, right, that gives you this motivation and drive of you're that close. We're right there. 
we're going to put in that extra work to get this done. Cause remember Michael said they, they created that. They started working out like the next week, no vacation. They did the whole off season thing. If they get popped out of the first round versus the Cavs, do you have that same motivation? Do you think you're that close? Or do you feel like you're so far away that, that, you know, it's just, man. And that's that one shot. Plus the, the, just the belief now that I can hit that game winning shot with three seconds. Just man, amazing shot though. I'm glad he made it. I really am. I'm glad they didn't put Harper on him. Oh yeah. That would have, that, you know, like you said, we didn't, we're not, we're, what would we do with the COVID on our Sunday nights without that? Cause it's like without, I was so excited. I said, I had the Jordan Jersey on, I hit it on again last night. It's like, it yeah. gives you something to look forward to. It gives you that feeling of they're, they're playing a game this week, even though we know they're not. And those high def, the high def video, the side videos, like not that, the game clips are that 90s yeah. VHS look. But those other clips, like from the different angles, are awesome to see. So fun. So fun to watch. I can't wait for the, what's coming up this week on that. Who's, who's next? They go into basically like the Jordan Rules book. It was kind of like they go back to, where they think Horace, Horace Grant's the one leaking, giving all the information to Sam Smith. Oh, really? Right. Look, they give a short video. ESPN put up a short video on Twitter because, like, Jerry Krause went all, <laughs> all like, uh, Magnum P.I. and asking Phil and asking around, like, who's doing – and everyone points to Horace. No and, kidding. And Grant, okay. denies, and Grant denies, hey, it wasn't me. He's pretty adamant. I'm interested to see it next week. I have the book. It's up in my desk behind me. The book. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to read it again this week because I actually have a little time now. I, can... I think I've read half of that book. To oh, be it's honest. awesome. Yeah, but I have I read, read um, speaking of the Bulls, these, uh, you know who Tim Glover is? Yeah. Um, the trainer. His, for yeah, the trainer. I've read his book, uh, Relentless. Good Great book. book. Great book. I got that book too. That book is fantastic. And I've, I've read it twice, actually. It's, it's that good. Just talking about the closer, cleaner, and cooler, and just those different things of what it takes to win and who had it and who didn't. And, you know, he talked a lot about Kobe Bryant in that book too. So much you look at both of those guys, it's like, oh, God, I can talk five hours about <laughs> the greatness of Kobe and the greatness of Michael. But we'll end, we'll end with this. We'll go from the great Michael Jordan – Another to the other Chicago great. Who's that? <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are going to say he's great, man. But we'll go we'll with Jay Cuddy. Jay Cutler, the Chicago great, number six. Bears Hall of Famer. <laughs> Led him to how many Super Bowls did he lead him to? <laughs> one NFC Championship game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, one be one he, better than a lot of guys. If people say he quit on his team, but that's a completely different conversation. But announced his divorce from the bears no (laughs) (laughs) i thought he was on a team again (laughs) wait he's getting divorced kristen cavallari they were married who's who's that that hot blonde the hot blonde from the hill you never you don't know she's from the hills i know yeah i I know what she looks like i never watched a show i watched i wouldn't with sound (laughs) (laughs) with or without the baseline uh you didn't answer the question. Maybe later. <laughs> now that she's single. She is living single. You're single. So I heard, I heard are, you, this are, you, are you single these days? We're not talking about me these days. So I heard um, that's like the scene from the, the last dance where Jordan was getting on that one dude saying he's out partying all night. And he's like, don't put that on camera. Don't oh, put Scott Burrell, he <laughs> got 
that was hilarious. <laughs> it's occurred for that. Oh, that's I terrible. Want, I don't want my mom and not here. He didn't want his girlfriend to know he's party party animal. Um, no, so I think this is another COVID-related death of this marriage. <laughs> okay, how so? And I think, Steve, here's the thing. New York actually counted it as two deaths. <laughs> <laughs> they said it's, the marriage is COVID-related. It's one husband, one wife. They got two more deaths to put in their stats. Cuomo talked about it earlier today in his press conference. If you get a divorce in New York, that's two deaths on the COVID count. <laughs> they got divorced in Nashville. They're not even divorced yet. I thought, aren't they just separated? He filed, filed, for, the, so he filed for divorce. Yeah. Yeah. But rumor is, is that they were stuck together, I think, in the Bahamas. They were quarantined like together. Weeks. Yeah. This is and what I don't it, understand. They were just together. Divorce. You get stuck in, like, you're rich and famous. Usually you probably see the person twice a week and you meet up. You're stuck in a house with that same person for three weeks. You really get to know somebody. And do I really want to spend the rest of my life like this? Because this is, this is how you're going to die. You, this is what we got to understand, right? The situation we're in right now. You and Lynn, you're 90 years old. This is your life now. This is how you're going to spend the, your dying years. Are you happy? Then good. Jay Cutler found out this is bullshit. I'm not doing this. This woman is nuts. And she, I think she said he wasn't supportive of her career. All right, this I didn't is, know she had one. This is according to people. I didn't know she had one. According to people.com, um, they obtained the, the divorce papers. Uh, she cites irreconcilable differences, inappropriate marital conduct as grounds okay. for the breakup. So Jay Cuddy was doing some cheating. Iris, Iris, well, maybe Iris, that's cheating. Maybe he was. Uh, no, in, inappropriate marital conduct. Is that like from behind or something? Is that anal? <laughs> what does that mean? Ir, uh, inappropriate marital conduct. That means you're cheating on your wife. That's infidelity. Yeah. That has its own definition. But the own, but the legal term is. Wait, no, this is Jay Cutler though filed for divorce. Um, no, Cavalieri cites both irreconcilable differences in. in so they both cheated on each other, it seems like here. Really? She cites both. No, that's what she put in her. I guess when you, I don't know this. I have never been divorced. But you put. Hey, Jamie. Jamie, can you look this? Oh, Jamie's not here with us. We don't have a Jamie to look this up for us on Google. <laughs> <laughs> now. Hey, what do you see here? Uh, well, on TMZ. They, yeah, she uh, cites, yeah, that. She listed the date of separation as no. April 7th. The day they returned back to the back to the United States after spending several weeks in the Bahamas amid the coronavirus pandemic, Cutler Boy. simply simply lists irreconcilable differences as grounds for the divorce and lists their date of separation as April twenty first. Huh? Cavalieri claims in her filing. Cavalieri claims Cutler is guilty of such inappropriate marital conduct as renders further cohabitation unsafe and improper. Who do you think has more money in that in that marriage? That is a That's a good question, isn't it? I would suspect Jay Cutler. But I would also suspect they both had a prenup. There was a prenup. I would have. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, that's what I'm trying to look for here. Let's see. She's pretty hot still. Oh, absolutely. She's she's 33. Oh, Jay she's only 30. How old is Jay? Jay's 36. They got three children. Jay's only 36? And he's not even in a league anymore? Is Cutler in a league? 
No, Cutler is. It seems like Jay's going to get into broadcasting. He's man. He's young. She I didn't know he was that young. Cavalieri also submits that any misconduct alleged or implied against her in Cutler's divorce petition was in response to and or as a result of misconduct on Cutler's behalf, though Cutler does not allege misconduct against Cavalieri in his filing. She is seeking primary physical custody of their sons, Camden 7, Jackson 5, and daughter Sailor 4, with reasonable The Jackson 5? <laughs> I know, right? Sorry. With reasonable periods of parenting time for Cutler. Cutler is seeking joint custody of the kids. Yeah, it looks like it ugly. On the paper that says Jay Cutler was the uh, the primary carrier. He stayed home dad basically since he wasn't playing in the NFL. And she is asking for child support and that Cutler pay for their kids' health insurance. Okay. Boy, I'm looking at some photos. Which means, he's, got, which hey. means he's got more money. Hey, she's hot. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I didn't not, realize I'm not denying it. I'm not, I will never deny it. She's a complete idiot. She, I, I don't think, watch. I, think, I really don't watch any of that garbage, to be honest. But no, if, but if you look at, okay, you were on a reality show like moons ago. You're an idiot. <laughs> Sorry, you're a moron. You're a little idiot, judgmental. You know? I mean, come on, come on. She took on a Jersey bad, Shore. Proton, well, that's another horrible situation. <laughs> oh, hey, that rhymed there. But um. No, you, you in this situation, you think about the kids, and she's looking for – she wants all the money. She wants money, and – Yeah. It's like, you got your own damn money. I hate when rich people ask for more money. You already got your own. Why do you need more? Well, and Jay, it's just not like Jay, well, Jay's not bringing any money in anymore, right? I mean – He's got over $100 million stashed away. You think so? Oh, God. He released the Bears for how long? I don't he know. Denver. He fleeced the Dolphins. <laughs> I imagine he's going to get a broadcasting gig, so he's going to play some All I think about with Jay is all those pictures of him with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> now, I've never been divorced, and I don't understand. Like, how does this work? Like, it seems like it's always like my parents are divorced, and it's always worse, it seems like, is they try to bring, like, all the kids into it. It seems like that's what she's trying to do here because he just wants, okay, let's have joint custody of the kids. Let's just split it down the middle and let's call it a day. She's looking for the whole kit banging caboodle, but he went and cheated. Allegedly. Well, she does. It's always alleged. So, so they have a, a combined net worth of $53 million. Most of their fortune comes from his lucrative p- football career. So, wow, at one point he was one of the highest paid players. Her net worth value is at $3.5 million. So he's worth like 50 million bucks. Yeah. Okay. Now you got to figure taxes after salary and so on. Well, he got, he had a one year, his 10 million contract for the Dolphins, huh? Yeah, he fleeced the Dolphins. He needs to get back in it. That's crazy. <laughs> he's 36, man. He's old. Well, how old's uh, our other, our other guys like uh, Brady. Tom Brady? Tom and, Brady's like 42. Yeah. And, and, 43. um, Drew Brees. We got some old guys. Drew Brees How about like forty? Aaron Rodgers, like mid thirties. Yeah, I mean he's not. I mean that's what I mean. He's not that old for quarterback standards. Let's see how old Aaron Rodgers. Is. That's what I was looking up too. How old is Aaron Rodgers? I feel bad. I don't like. I yeah. always feel bad for divorce. I really because it's it's the children. Aaron Rodgers is thirty six, same age as Jay. 
Let's see here. In this December, is... December 2nd, 83. Okay. Okay. According to E, E online. Um, let's see. A source tells E news that their split was partly due to Kristen feeling that Jay in quotes, wasn't as supportive of her career as she would have liked. They saw marriage career. They sought marriage counseling to work through their problems. The issues were ongoing for a long time. Things weren't improving. What I love about products like Grove is that they both wanted wanted the marriage to work. But it didn't work out. Man, she's going to portray Jay. So she's she's single. Oh, they're both single. He's, they're both I'm not worried about, I'm not going to date Jay, but. Could you, do you know her? Shoot her an email for me. I don't know her, no. I've never uh, talked to her. I don't interview <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood like D-listers. I'm sorry. I won't do that again, though. But no, I, the best of luck to Jay Cutler. He will find someone better who will support him wanting to lounge around and smoke. Steve, he's not, he's not finding someone hotter than her. No chance. I got hope for Cuddy. No, it lies. no, no. Uh, I got hope. I guess well, if I was single. Sign me up. Would you date Jay Cutler? No, I'd sign up for Chris Cavallari. <laughs> oh, I was single, ready to mingle. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But no, I feel bad for Jay. I feel bad for the kids. Feel bad for. Her. Oh, she was on Laguna Beach. Yes, not the, the hills. hills man. We've it, been crushing this wrong the whole time. I thought it was the hill. No, it was the hills, man. No, Laguna Beach. I just, I'm reading it right now. I thought it was the hill. Was the hills oh, yeah. after Laguna Beach? No, the hills was on first, and I can't believe I even know this. The hills, and then Laguna Beach was like the they brought. You know how they bring all these shows back now, like okay. how they brought back Jersey Shore and shit. Oh, so Laguna did. Beach is a spinoff of the hills? Yes, sir. Okay. And we will end. We will end. Yeah, I think that's a good ending right there. It's a good ending. Right there, <laughs> but no, the show without a name. I think we're gonna go with that for right no now. name. No name. The show without a name. So we'll go the show with no name for now. For the left, that is Mikey Mangelson. I am Stephen Mielhausen. We will talk to you guys next time. Later. Later.